Once upon a time, in a kingdom far, far away, there lived two severely, chronically middle-aged millennials. I wish. Y you? What do you wish? I wish to go to the festival. <laughs> what kind of festival? Oh, crap. I don't know. <laughs> a music festival. <laughs> My Coachella? That's a music <laughs> I'm the baker's wife and or the witch, Ethan. I'm Milky White. The Javier. cow. Javier. <laughs> and welcome to On the Way to the Forum. So first off, I would like to apologize to our minimal <laughs> fan base out there. I know Yet that... significant. Yes, they are significant, but minimal. Um, our fan base out there. I know I said that we were going to start back October 1st. But then, like with Kristen, <laughs> herpes gets you. Um, but yeah, life is incredibly busy right yeah, now. Yeah, especially with the holidays. And it's not even just that. Changes at work. The workload has increased. And sometimes you're not working from home. So it's it's been it's been super crazy. Like we did. We did try. Try. <laughs> we we did successfully record season two, episode one. Um that that's we recorded it mm -hmm. as far as we got. I blame you. I sometimes blame the schools. Mm -hmm. So, but yes, that's what's been going on in the world right now um, with us. So we might just have a sporadic every once in a while on the way to the forum. <laughs> Who knows? But this, I guess, should be the beginning to season two, episode one. We we can yeah. do whatever. Yeah, it's our podcast and not yours. In the words of Trixie and Katya. Um, but first of all, I would like to say that this show today is actually um, in tribute, in memoriam, um, to Broadway's greatest composer lyricist, who unfortunately passed away this past Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, Stephen Sondheim. Um, I know that our fan base is probably tired of hearing that name. But well, especially from you. Definitely from me. <laughs> um, but it comes with a somber heart that, you know, he he did pass away. And I I cried horribly. And uh, I cried. I'm every once in a while I'm still shedding a tear. Um, it's almost like losing um, a pinky. It, you're very attached to it. Um, sometimes they get unattached. That's a terrible analogy, but okay. Well, I can't say that it's like a grandfather. No, it's what I'm say oh, no, I wasn't saying that. But so I was. Yeah, it's part of me. Uh -huh. Yeah, okay. it's a heartstring. But yeah, mm -hmm. so this is a tribute episode to Stephen Sondheim.
So how are you this evening? I'm not bad. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Can't complain. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving last week. <laughs> um, we're still catching up from sleep. It was a crazy day in the grocery store. Uh -huh. That's all I have to say. Mm. It, you know what? Here, I'm going to preface this right now mm. to any future grocery shoppers. If you come in to the grocery store the day before and the day of Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, or Fourth of July. Don't expect to buy anything because what you want, we don't have. Because <laughs> it was sold to the people who came ahead of you. Well, that's why I say early worm gets the early bird gets the yes, worm. Yes, the early worm gets the bird. <laughs> it, but you know what? Sometimes people have that mentality that the second mouse gets the cheese. I suppose. Yeah, but you, you get your stuff early. That that's That's the moral of today's story, mm. I think, maybe. Who knows? But please, um, Javier, tell us what we are uh, quenching our parched tongues. Uh-huh. So what we have today is what they called, and I modified it a little bit, a Sondheim Sour. So it has amaretto. Mm -hmm. I put a little vodka because apparently Sondheim enjoyed his vodka. Yes, he enjoyed mm -hmm. one shot of vodka while riding. Okay, and then it had some fresh lemon juice and mm. a little bit of simple syrup. It is actually very delicious. Mm -hmm. If you've ever had just an amaretto sour, that's basically yeah, yeah. what it's it basically tastes what it like. It tastes like just has a little kick with that vodka. On yes. It. So it does. Yes. So it does kick you on your your behind. I, just a little bit. Um, it really has nothing to do with the actual show. No. Other than the writer. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But the show that we are, are going to be discussing today is... I don't know. What is it? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, Into the Thick of It. Into the Thick of It. Into the Thick of It. Uh -huh. By the Backyardians. Backyardians? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that show. I was probably too old for it. My nephew used to watch it, so I know who the Backyardians <laughs> Into are. the Thick of It! But I don't remember that song. <laughs> it's all around Vine. Along okay. Um, but the show that we are doing today is Stephen Sondheim's and James Lapine's Into the Woods. Mm -hmm. Lovely story about fairy tales. So what is Into the Woods about? Um, that's a good question. I think it's a combination of all these little fairy tales that we learned loved. and loved as children. Uh-huh. And just gives it a little more of a reality. Check. Check to it. Oh, okay. I think. I don't know. That's the gist of it, right? Uh, sure. Um, basically, um, everybody has a wish. And they wish and they wish and they wish. And they get that wish and then realize that wish didn't make them happy. Or it's not what they... Thought it, thought it was to. going to be. Yeah. Um, that's just the first act. The second act is death and destruction. Well, it's 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 a it's a um a result of it's kind of like okay, yeah. As a result of their witches, it's kind of like 
in the first act, you see their wishes come true uh-huh. and everybody's happy. And, For you know, a second. It, yeah, and you get that happily ever after. Mm-hmm. But then when like that second part starts, it's when you're like, oh no, it's going to, the shit storm's happening. And, it like, really what, did. What they wanted essentially wasn't exactly what they got or they thought they wanted. It was really what they needed the entire time. So our characters are Cinderella. Cinderella. We have Jack and the Beanstalk. And his mom. And his mom. And Milky White the cow. (laughs) Um, Then we have the baker and his wife, but they're childless. Childless. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we have the witch, who is the, the... the spine of the whole uh, <laughs> show. Um, then we have Cinderella's dad, stepmom, stepsisters. You're we forgetting ha- Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a major little, character. Little Red Riding Hood. Yes. Well, she's so forgettable. <laughs> we have Little Red Riding Hood. We have um, Rapunzel. We have Rapunzel. We have Prince Charming. We have Prince Charming's brother, Prince OK. Um, then we have. We have the wolf. The wolf. A little bit, yeah. Um, we have, you know, Redding, Red, Redding Rides Headquarters. Little Red Riding Hood's grandmother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the giants. Um, then we have the giants. Am I missing anyone? Mm-mm. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the gist of the story is everybody wants a wish. Cinderella wants to go to the ball. Jack... The festival. I'm sorry. She wants to go ball. to the festival. <laughs> she wants to go to the festival. Jack um, doesn't want to have to sell his cow. Mm-hmm. He wished that his cow would give them some milk, mm-hmm. even though he kept calling it a he. And if he was trying to get milk from a he cow, that's not milk. <clears throat> because it would be a bull. I, I, oh. I, I know. Oh, I know. okay, okay. Yeah. And then the witch had put a spell on the baker and his wife's family's house because the baker's father who unfortunately died in a baking accident um stole from the witch's garden which she had greens greens and nothing but greens and so the witch was like hey you stole from me my magic beans um so if you give those back, it's fine. If not, I'm taking your your child. That wasn't the baker, but his sister, which would end up being Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. And that happened. So then she placed a curse on the house mm-hmm. saying that the, his family tree would be a barren one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, ch- the baker wants to have a child. The witch sets him and his wife onto a quest to get um, a cow as white as milk, a cape as red as blood, a hair as yellow as corn, and a slipper as pure as gold. Mm-hmm. Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> um, so that's the basis of Act One. And Little Red Riding Hood has is, a red hood. It's taking bread to her grandmother. And she is, because her grandmother is sick in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I love the line where she was like, well, I hope she's still alive by the time I get there. <laughs> like, it's kind of hilarious. Um, so along the way, Little Red meets the Big Bad Wolf. And we can get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's learned things now that she hadn't learned before. 
And that's about it. She finally gets to Grandma. They She gives her red cape to the baker who bought um, the, the white cow off Jack for five magic beans. Um, I'm trying to think here. Then his wife finds Rapunzel in the woods and then yanks a chunk out of her head. And she's like, look, I got this hair that's pure as gold or no, hair as yellow as corn or whatever. And and then Cinderella has golden slippers. So there's your pure gold. And Cinderella keeps running away from the prince because she's like, this is what I want. But is this what I want? And we will also get in that a little bit later with a little bit deeper mm -hmm. meaning. Mm -hmm. um, so eventually the baker's wife is like, look, I need to have your shoe to have a child. Which is a joke because the the then Cinderella is like, why do you need my shoe to to you know get a child? Like it doesn't make sense. And so then they find all the ingredients, and they're supposed to feed it to the cow. Now I grew up on a cow farm, and last time I checked, cows don't eat hair. They don't eat cloaks. They don't eat golden shoes. Now, if it were a goat as white as milk, mm -hmm. I'd believe it. Well, they, they also force-fed the, the cow. Oh, that's so. true. That is true. And also, the entire time, this cow's a puppet. But Yeah, it's a puppet. And they just drag around. So anyway, they get all the things. It doesn't work. But they're like, but we got all the ingredients! And then she's like, I found this woman with golden hair! And then the witch is like, I've touched that hair. I'm not supposed to touch any of the ingredients. And then come to the realization that that's the baker's sister. And then anyway, he just feeds the cow an ear of corn. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. Everybody gets what they want. The witch becomes beautiful again, but she loses her powers. Um, the baker's wife immediately becomes pregnant. And that's confusing. Um, Jack is rich because he climbed the beanstalk and then stole from the giants. Mm -hmm. And then Cinderella gets to be with her prince. Mm -hmm. Happy ending, right? Yeah. Wrong. Act two. <sighs> Act two, the giants come down. And Jack has already killed the female giant's husband. Yep. He chopped on the beanstalk. Yep. And all of a sudden... There are giants. Giants everywhere. I'm trying to do the whole like Buzz Lightyear meme. Uh, I thought it was giants. Just, I thought it was just giants the everywhere. Female giant. It is. It's just the, the, the giantess. The I don't the know. Giant's wife. So everybody is confused and scared. So the entire time the female giant is looking for Jack. Yeah. She's on a rampage. She's on a rampage. They end up trying to give the blind sisters of Cinderella to her. And she was like, no, I want Jack. And then poor Rapunzel, unlike the Disney movie, where she rides off into the distance with her prince, she screams and it's crazy and runs under the foot of the giant. At least that's what they imply. No, she was murdered by the giantess. And then everybody is sad. Because everything that they wanted, their wishes, came true, but it's not how they thought their life would be. And then at the end, we've lost Jack's mom, the yeah. baker's wife, 
Rapunzel. The witch? Kind of the witch. Um, the giantess. Well, she dies in the end. Yeah. Uh, grandma. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and the tree that's supposed to be Cinderella's mother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so we lost everybody. And they're all sad. They don't know what to do. And so the baker's like, well, me and Cinderella could get together. And then we can adopt these two kids. And raise this baby together. As a family. As a family. And then everybody learned their lesson. Yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. Uh, believe me, it's much better when you watch. I don't want to say the movie because I enjoyed the productions of, and we'll talk about a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, we'll go in that. It's later. actually a little better than how Ethan described it. So probably excuse him and his ability to storytell. But it's actually a really excuse good show. Me. I love it. Yeah, I, I do. think it's one of my favorites from Sondheim. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to quickly list the songs, and we can kind of discuss that along the way. Okay. Um, so the show opens in Act 1 with Prologue, Into the Woods. Mm -hmm. In case you miss uh, the title of the show, you get to hear it 50 more times before the 12-minute mark. <laughs> and fun fact, this is the longest Sondheim song he ever wrote. Um, then it follows with Hello Little Girl. Um, I guess this is goodbye. Maybe they're magic. I know things now. A very nice prince. Giants in the sky. Agony. It takes two. Stay with me. On the steps of the palace. And Act One finishes off with Ever After. Act Two opens with a prologue. So happy. Then we get agony reprised. Then we get lament. Any moment. Moments in the woods. Your fault. Last midnight. No more. No one is alone. And the show ends with finale. Children will listen. So we're going to discuss the show a little bit here. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll also discuss some well, of our favorite songs yeah, yeah. along the way. Mm -hmm. We're doing it a little bit different, I guess, kind of this variant in season. <laughs> so wherever you sporadically get to an episode, it's going to be different every time. Yeah. So what do you want to start off with? Do you want to discuss Let, Let's go with the songs. Okay, let's go with the songs. Get, let's go the, get out of the way, and then we can discuss okay. the show, and then move okay. on from there. Okay. 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 Favorite song. Okay. I'm... I'm. For someone who doesn't enjoy sung through musicals, which this one isn't, no. but I really enjoy the prologue. Me too. Into the Woods. It sets up the whole show for you. It does. It really does. It gives you kind of everybody's backstory a little bit. But at the same time, what their problem is. What their problem is. So I really, like, when I, like, I wish. Mm -hmm. I, would, I don't know. I really enjoy it. Um, i trying to think. It takes two. Mm -hmm. It's a lovely little love song. It's a, yeah, it's a really nice love song between the make, the baker and, his, and, and the baker's wife. Yes, the and maker and the maker's wife. The baker and his wife, in which both are... Basically saying, hey, it... It, it takes two. You yeah. can't just go through this life alone. Exactly. 
into this into the woods by yourself. Into the woods, yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. I think that's it for me. No, not, it's not. Not that I. No, hate. it's not. Well, for me. Okay. I you I know you have a lot of favorites in this show. The whole but for song. Me, it's a very enjoyable show. There, there, there's some songs that are better than others, but mm-hmm. these are the ones that I really, really enjoy. I really enjoy yeah. the Baker and his wife yeah. songs a lot, which they have a couple. They have a few. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, my favorite, the whole soundtrack. <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's, it's well written. It's oh, it funny. Is. It's really catchy. Like I said, but some mm-hmm. songs are more. I, I prefer than others. Yes. Um. So of course, mine is gonna be definitely you know prologue into the woods. Mm-hmm. It's eleven. No, it's. Is it those like fourteen? No, it's it's eleven and like fifty six okay. seconds okay. long. It is long. It is long. Like, and it's just one song, but mm. there are different sections of it. And that's why May, that's why Sondheim was genius because he this is what he would do. He was so smart because he was lazy. He would just take one segment, keep it the same for one character, and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna write all these songs for this one." And then he'd do another segment and be like, "Okay, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's just." Mm-hmm. But then he would be like, "Hmm, you know what? We need another song. I know. Why don't we give them all to sing together?" Mm-hmm. That that might be the only trope that he does for himself. Yeah. Because that happens in West Side Story. It happens in um, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Um, Sweeney Todd, Sunday in the Park with George, Into the Woods. Company? I guess, yeah. Kind of company. Um, I think it happens in Assassins. It doesn't happen in Passion. Um. I think I, I think okay. I have a whole. Yeah, but anyway, name, name all yeah, yeah I, I do. Um, I do enjoy it. Takes two, also from Act One. Um, but I enjoy so much. Stay with me, that the witch sings. After she is mad because Rapunzel had been seeing another man. Another man or seen a man? Oh, well, I guess a man. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's just like, you know, there's no one else in the world that will love you like I do. Mm-hmm. Very gaslighty. Yeah, kind of like a very her like um helicopter mom. Yeah, helicopter mom. Yes. Okay. Um act 2. Um I love any moment moments in the woods, your fault, last midnight, no more. But to top it all off, you need me to cry. Just play No One Is Alone. This is the best Sondheim song ever written, according to Playbill, <laughs> which Playbill is done by Broadway. So mm-hmm. to say, like, this is the best and greatest song that he's ever written, I'd have to agree. Mm. Um, we can discuss a little bit more with some of the songs, if you'd like, um, like some of their meanings. If you want. But I think... I don't know, that's up to interpretation, because one song may be different for you than I am for oh, me. Oh, I was just talking about one song in okay. particular. what is it? Um, Hello, Little Girl. Okay. <laughs> um, so, when I found out that Disney bought the rights to this Sondheim show... Yes. I was like, what? This is, this is not 
Disney. Yeah, yeah. This would be more like Fox or I'm trying to think of like Touchstone. I'm trying to think of other um, Disney companies. Um, Fox is owned by Disney. No, it's not. Fo 20th Century Fox. I don't think it's owned by Disney. Yeah, Disney just bought the rights a few years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Touchstone. I think Castle Rock is also a production company that falls under the Disney category. I, don't know I can't that. remember. I can't tell you but... that. Much. I thought it was just like Pixar <laughs> and Marvel. <laughs> no. Um, but I was so confused. Like, why Disney? Like, if we're going to turn this into a movie musical, why Disney? Only for one song in particular. And it's Hello, Little Girl. <laughs> now, yes, the way that they did it in the film makes the wolf a little less pedophilic. It's not even a word. Pe less creepy? Rapey? Rapey. Rapey. Sexual. Child molesty. Yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in the stage production. <laughs> It depends which one you watch, because I don't think it's in all of them. I, I don't know about all of them, but in the 1987-9, um, the one with Bernadette Peters and Chip Zine and uh, Joanna Gleason and uh, people, um, the wolf... Full-on suit, right? This guy is in a full-on suit, got a full-on, like, mask and stuff. Comes out on stage, but there is something in between his legs. Mm -hmm. And there's a full-on, like, man genitalia. Yeah, yeah. Well, male genitalia. Oh, I'm male. sorry. Male... Animals have genitalia as well. Okay. Male genitalia. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the entire time, he's being super creepy rapey about it. Which is, I guess, the grim... Fairy tale moral is 1989. 1989. Mm -hmm. um, the, the whole fairy tale behind Little Red Riding Hood is like, don't talk to strangers because they're rapey. Um, I don't know if that's exactly what I got when I read it first time, but it's like, yeah, don't talk to strangers or they might hurt you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but anyway, you know the whole the whole time he's like, "Hello, little girl, what's the rush? You're missing all the flowers." I'm just like, "Oh my god, he's trying to not." Eat. Some, something about being plump and. Oh yeah. Um. Look at this uh flesh, pink and plump. Hello, little girl. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's and I'm just good. like, that ain't what he talk about. <laughs> that he looking at her not like the way he should be looking at her. And maybe you just like don't I, don't. I'm not. I'm, maybe this is not a temptation. Maybe just thinking that you know, <laughs> delicious next dinner. I don't know. Sure, sure. He's already been with the grandma. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> no. He doesn't kill the grandma until he tells her. Yes. Until she tells yes, him that where she, she lived. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the only song that I don't. I, you can't even be open to interpretation. Mm. No, he's just a creepy person he's and he's old man. he's preying on a young girl who which later in the show she's beginning to question herself like did she enjoy it did she ask for it did she want it and i'm like oh my god these are actual like questions that that people a victim victims a victims have come through is like did i bring this on mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god sondheim just like touched everything 
literally and physically. I mean, uh, metaphorically. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's the only real song that I'm like, oh, why did this have to be in the show? Yeah. I mean, I know why it had to be in the show, but you didn't have to put it like that. Well, yeah, it's, it's the dark side of... <laughs> it is know, the dark side of fairy tales. Of fairy tales. And again, why did Disney do this? Yeah, yeah. And it, <laughs> to be honest, I don't remember it. that uh, We only saw the movie once. And it was okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly do prefer the production. Mm -hmm. Um... The PBS playwright one. Yes, and then we saw and the the, the, one, the one actually West in the woods. Yep, where they actually did. They the performed work. it outside, and it was and fun. That was a lot. Of, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um. Okay, so let's discuss the show a little bit. Okay. Um. Like what? Like what we didn't like? What I like? I just enjoy. It's a funny. It's a funny. Um. Show. It's okay. full of puns. Yeah. It's um, very tongue in cheek. Yes. Um. Especially when. Uh, there, there's uh in the beginning where the witch is like, "There's nothing cooking in your oven, is there?" And talking about how the they've been trying to have a baby for years, and she just hasn't been able to put a bun in the oven. Yeah. You know, and his father dying in a baking accident, which totally glanced over the character of the narrator. Well, well, yeah, I yeah. Guess. So. Throughout the whole show, there is a character that is telling the story. Yep. But he also plays the mysterious man. <laughs> Which is actually in the show. Which is actually in the show, yeah, not yeah. in the movie. Um, but come to find out, the mysterious man is the baker's father. Mm -hmm. And there's one point in Act 2 when the giantess is looking for Jack. someone to kill. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking for Jack. Yeah. And so, anyway, they all turn to look at the narrator. He goes, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, no. I'm telling the story. And the witch goes, well, some of us don't like the way you're telling it. <laughs> and then they feed him to the giant. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how they break the fourth wall. And I, it's I, great. I think that's one of my favorite parts, when they, they actually turn to the narrator. Mm -hmm. and like, we, we know you're there. Like, and that you're telling the story. But we don't like how you're telling it. <laughs> <laughs> and they go ahead and offer him to the giant. And then you don't see him for the rest of the show. Well, until the very end. He's dead. Because he's dead. <laughs> um, one of the things that I can say um, about the show, and this is not just necessarily me reading into it, because, you know, I do read into A lot shit, of yep. mm -hmm. um, is the fact that the whole reason that the show was written, um, some people probably didn't know this at the time many people know it now a lot of people are really going to know about it now is Stephen Sondheim was a gay man mm -hmm. um you know that's the reason when he was writing company he could not relate so that's the reason why I think in company that the whole Bobby character comes off as a homosexual is because he was writing it kind of through what he knew mm -hmm. you know putting his own experiences into mm -hmm. it um, but this is 1989. I think yeah. I think the show itself was being written in 1987. It was just coming off Sunday in the Park with George. Mm -hmm. um, and James Lapine and him got together mm -hmm. because they wanted to do a, a fairy tale musical. And during the late 80s, uh, especially in the United States, we had the AIDS pandemic epidemic pandemic. pandemic. We had the AIDS-demic, um, where a lot of gay men 
um, a lot of transgendered people were dying of AIDS. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not dying of AIDS, dying of complications to AIDS. And a lot of people, when they came to see the show, realized that the giants Mm -hmm. were actually the virus that Mm -hmm. was killing all these people. Mm -hmm. And that it didn't matter. I'm getting cold chills. It didn't matter, you know, who you were. It didn't matter Mm -hmm. if you were good or bad or... Mm -hmm. If it was coming for you, it was going to kill you. And okay. like like basically saying that they were that the AIDS virus itself is unforgiving. Okay. And it didn't matter. Like okay. anyone. It's not what I got from the show. Really? Yeah. But could you see it? I can see it. It's like stretching. It's like another interpretation, but mm-hmm. it's not one where like because I guess no one really bad dies. Who who bad diet but like what the witch says you're not good you're not bad you're just nice i guess but nice people died i guess i don't know and that's why i'm like i'm the witch it's because i'm not good i'm not I, nice i didn't I'm get that right. but you know it's over into interpretation i can kind of see it in a sense mm-hmm. but okay yeah um but also like it's a very an adult show yes that is true that is very um true. And not necessarily in the sense that, you know, only adult ki- adult people should watch this. No, it's more of a, every single child growing up has heard these stories. Yes. And they want to live out these, I guess, fantasies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, like, when I was growing up, I, I mean, I'm a gay man, but I wanted to be, you know, a princess, but because of gender norms. I couldn't, so the best thing I could be was a prince, but I was like, no, I want to be saved by the prince. Like, you don't understand. But, like... That explains so much. It's, okay. It does. Um, but it was just this a culmination of, like, all these things that I wanted to live out as a child, but once you become an adult, you realize that's all fairy tales. Yeah. Like, everything that you thought you wanted to be when you were, you know, six... You know, when I was six, I wanted to be a meteorologist. You want to, <laughs> you wanted to look at the stars. And I just... did. <laughs> I wanted to look at the stars and tell the con- yes, the constitutions, the constellations. Yep, <laughs> it's an inside joke. That's what he said. <laughs> um, you know, but look at me now. I work at a grocery store. There you <laughs> Dreams really don't come true. I can't say the same for me. Everything that I wanted as a kid has come true, so. <laughs> I'm playing. Where's your yacht? <laughs> I didn't marry Rich, okay? That's the only thing I did not did not <laughs> accomplish, but um, no, no, it's very much an adult show. I like that it it starts off with, you know, what we grew up as as children were like, you know, Yes. Things can come true. There's a happy yeah. ever after. Yeah. yeah. And the American yada, yada, dream. Yeah. Yes. But then when life you hits. Know, life, you know, in life it's not always just a happily ever after. Nothing There's, certain. Yeah. Everything things can go for a shitstorm and you just have to roll with it. Exactly. <laughs> it's if you survive. <laughs> hopefully everything will pick up <laughs> where it needs to go. Where it needs to go. Um 
something I did want to kind of mention here is kind of a, a theme throughout the show is the witch finally learning these things that we've watched throughout the show. Uh-huh. And she's too coming to a realization to it. Um, so at the beginning of Stay With Me, she's like, uh, why haven't you been listening to me? Mm-hmm. Children don't listen. What have I been to you? Mm-hmm. You know, she's saying like, you don't listen. You don't listen. You don't listen. In reference to Rapunzel. Rapunzel, yes. Yeah. And then when Rapunzel dies, she sings the lament, saying like, well, she kind of listened. And if she had only just like really listened to me, you know, she'd still be alive now. Um, But then at the end, um, with the finale, children will listen. Mm -hmm. Be careful the things you say. Children will listen. Mm -hmm. Be careful the things you do. Children will see and learn. Children may not obey, but children will listen. Like, that is so true. Like, kids watch and do what their parents do. Yeah. And they mimic that. Okay. But they can change that. Okay. If you, if you see... It's, I see it's, a little bit. Yeah. For me, I got a little bit more from that trope as far as Rapunzel and the, and yeah. the witch. In which... In which... Uh, the witch kind of learns that, hey, maybe I should have let her be her own person Mm -hmm. because I can't protect her from the world. And when she, you know, when she actually has to live in the real world, she's not going to be ready. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's definitely, maybe maybe it's just the the same road. A different bypass. Yeah. But no, like the definitely the, the, uh, the first two Mm -hmm. parts of that song. Yes. But like the children will listen. Mm -hmm. Oh, that one, that one makes me cry mm. because it's just so beautifully written. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the moral of the story is like, hey, children do listen. Yeah. You think that they don't, but they listening. They like little eyes and ears. <laughs> you know, they see what you do, you know. So if you want your, your child to be a good person, why don't you show them how to do good things? Or just be, be a, person a person in the world. Yes. In a sense. Yeah. Yes. And that's, I think that's part of why I love the show. No, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of characters that you can relate to. For me, I really enjoy, I don't know. Guess who? The Baker's Wife. Mm-hmm. I kind of relate, not relate to, but I can. But you can put yourself in her I shoes. I can put it in her shoes, in which this whole time she wanted a baby. And that's what she thought she wanted, and she had the baby, and then she realized, no, I, I, I want so much more because she wants to get with the uh, Cinderella's prince. N- not necessarily that is that she wanted something. She wanted Cinderella's life because she's when she finds Cinderella in the woods, she's like, why oh. are you running away from the palace? You're like, no, everything is so nice. Yes, Cinderella tells her, you know, the prince is is nice. He's charming. He's all those things. And she's like, then why are you running yeah, away? Why are you complaining? Like, why aren't you back in the castle with Prince being Charming with him. and like being with him and, you know, living your best life? And, you know, Cinderella isn't, isn't sure that's what she wants. But if you, the baker's wife is like, hey, that's what I want. And yeah. in the end, you know, she 
cheats on her husband. It's implied. Implied. We don't, he she kisses she, him. She's rolling around in the hay, <laughs> and she and she she realizes actually was it Prince Charming or was it the other one? His brother. I forget which one she. Who? The bigger toy. Who she sleeps with? Uh, Cinderella's. Okay, so Prince Charming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she she she's kind of like, oh, and we can be together. And he's like, no, this is just a one-time thing. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to like, do with you. I'm done with you. Go back to your husband, and I'll go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, I just ruined everything I had, you know, for this one chance in what I thought was going to be my own happiness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all along, I was happy with what I had. And then mm-hmm. she ends up dying right after that. But it's real, I don't know. For me, that's, I think, one of the... it. Sadder, but yet I can that connected with me for some yeah, reason. Because it's 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 almost like it's the whole idea, it's like you think you know what you want until you get what you want and you find out that that's not what you exactly. wanted. Yeah. And that's why like I've had so many failed relationships in the past. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I thought that's what I wanted, but you know, it's like, mm, I don't know. I'm trying to find the lyric here. <sighs> you can't have what you want. Oh, yeah. God. But, um, another part I enjoy very much is between, I guess, no, not in between, but at the end of act one and the end of act two, they always have these little things mm-hmm. where they say, like, uh, the, um, the slotted spoon can't. Catch hold the soup. The soup, which is in part one, and mm. in part two she goes, but it can catch the potato. Yeah, so it's like every time that they would say what they thought wouldn't happen at the end, they're like, oh wait, there's it, another way. There, to... There's a different way of looking at things. Yes. Ugh. Or like opportunity. Opportunity isn't a lengthy visitor. visitor. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, well, that one is kind of true. Opportunity well, is not a lengthy visitor. It's not, but like they say these little things where, like, yes. oh, these are witty, but they're also very true. <laughs> yes. And, but at the end, you know, like Jack's mother, you know, the sludge like, spoon can catch the, the potato. potato. And every knot was once straight rope. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sh- knife that is sharp today may be dull by tomorrow. Squish. And so that was our rendition of um, Into the Woods (laughs) by Stephen Sondheim. I suppose, yeah. Um, I would honestly recommend it. It's a really fun show. If you aren't able to watch one of the productions either the um bernadette peters bernadette Pe- well that's the one you have yes well that's the one that's recorded for the pbs yes um or the west the west end um version they're really good they're a lot musical of musical in the woods i think that's what it's called I think it's called yeah i don't remember they're really good and it's much better than how we're describing it. And if you have to, then there's the Disney If you have version. to watch the Meryl Streep version, you can watch the Meryl Streep version. But I promise you it's not going to be the fulfilling because it has James Corden in it. Oh, my gosh. Other than that, there's parts <laughs> of the show that you lose. Yes, there's a lot. There's a lot of like little little jokes here and there. Adult that, things. 
and they don't say like the the part like they, between Act One and Two, whatever. They don't. Or there is no. Act yeah, there is no. There is not. So yeah. like there are elements of the production that are lost that I think are integral to the, the show, show itself. Yes. So it's kind of sad that you lose it, but that's what happens when you turn a musical into a movie. You're gonna sometimes. lose parts, and sometimes it's. Not gonna be Sometimes. as good as the show. Or you add parts like My Fair Lady, like the whole dancing sequence. That's not in the stage production, which is so much better. Trust me. Sure. It took out 30 minutes. Look, if you can take 30 minutes out of My Fair Lady, I mm -hmm. think you would enjoy it. How do I do? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now um I just want to, I guess, give like a little tribute or yeah, whatever and we, and we can just to talk, talk about... about Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Joshua Sondheim okay. was born oh my God. in the barn oh my of gosh. a New York City <laughs> car shop. Stop it. No, like, I don't know. I, 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 I can't say I have any like deep connections yeah. to him. Uh, I guess my first exposure to Sondheim was Oh crap! It wasn't me. It was Sweeney no, Todd. No, it was Sweeney Todd. Yeah, but or, it was the Johnny Depp version. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and then now for me, it was not my cup of tea. I I don't really enjoy Sweeney Todd. It, we recorded it, but it didn't come out. But I actually don't like Sweeney Todd very much. It's too dark. It's it doesn't. I don't connect with it. Um. See, the movie is so much darker than. The stage show, which is actually very funny, but very he, but witty. But even then, like I, even though I enjoy the production more than the movie, that is correct. Mm -hmm. It's still not one of my top ones. Yeah. It's just not one that I that I. It's not everybody's meat pie. Yeah, it's not my meat pie. Um, I enjoy Mrs. Lovett. I think she's, she's my hilarious. She's my favorite character, and there's parts of that show that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. But it's out of the Sondheim shows that I've seen, it's my least favorite. Ooh, interesting. I think. And I haven't seen them all, so I no. can't say right now it's at the bottom of my list. It's not I don't connect with it at all. I would say that my top ones are Into the Woods mm -hmm. and Company. Okay. Which are completely different shows. Mm, very. And like when I try to like summarize Sondheim, especially in his craft, I can't really, other than he has really good I don't know if I'm using the correct word, alliteration. Like or or like he can his Verbage. ability his ability to work with words is very oh, he is a wordsmith. Yeah, yeah. He's really good with that. And it to to he really uses that craft to catch the audience's yes. attention. And I think that's why I pay attention a little bit more to the work of Sondheim is because just how words yes. flow and like the the meaning mm -hmm. behind the words that he's using, it's kinda like, oh, I can have to think a little bit, but I can, you know, just, yeah. it goes with, it, you know, it ties in well with what's going on. Very much. So I, I won't say like, oh, I'm heartbroken. I'm, yeah. I enjoyed his work. He did some, mm -hmm. he did some okay work. It's okay. I think that we can do better <laughs> than that. Brad and Janet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are like, I really, like I said, Into the Woods, one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I can watch. I've seen it more. We've seen it. We've a seen lot. it multiple times. Um, Company, another one that I enjoy very much. Which we've seen multiple we've times. We've seen multiple times. I think we've seen both of those more than we've seen Sweeney yeah. Todd. And like, um, I, 
don't really like West Side Story, but that's one of his first ones. It's that fine. was his first one. His first lyric <laughs> composition. Um, Could a, a Little Night Stream. No, wait. A, a Little a Night little, Stream? A little sign, little sign of Music. What is it called? First of all, is a Little Night Stream is when you get up to go pee in the middle of the night? Is that what it's called? No. Is that what it is? A Little Night Music. A Little Night Music. <laughs> I enjoy a Little Night Music. Main, uh, well, I think you enjoy that one because you relate to Desiree. What is that supposed to mean? That's what you said in, I don't, I don't in, remember. in our Remember episode. I'm sure. I'm sure I, I connect with Desiree some way. But, um, um, wait, is that Sending the Clowns? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love Sending the Clowns, which I think was his most successful commercial yes. song. Yes. Because Sondheim, see, that was the thing when people went to go see a Sondheim show is none of his songs are hummable. Mm, I guess. Well, okay. okay, so back in the day, a long, long time ago, when you went to go see a show, mm-hmm. there's always going to be that one song that stood out, you know, from the rest. Okay, I can kind of see you that. You know, like, like Oklahoma is the opening song because you'll go, Whoa, Oklahoma, where the wind, you know, whatever that. I've never seen Oklahoma. Me I've, either. I've never even heard the song, but okay. But um, uh, the sound of music. These are the few of my favorite things. When the dog. That's what. Apparently, that's a Christmas song, and that's what makes it a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. But we will get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, Memories. Yes, Memory from Cats. Um, Family of the Opera. All the songs from Family of the Opera, because that's, they're hummable. Yeah, I don't see myself humming. Any like, Evita would be like, Don't cry for me. You know, you're the only one that talks about Evita. I don't I think probably. anybody else talks about Evita. Not even Evita when she was alive. Exactly. So... And look what happened to her. She died. Uh-huh. Well, people died. At 42. Okay. Well, that's not what we're here for. That's also not but... what we're here for. Um, I, I'm trying to think of musical. Um, Here's one. Sweet transvestite. Hummable. Sing-along worthy. I guess. I don't know. But continue. Um, I can't think of any more well, hummable I, I wasn't talking about songs, but just like, go ahead. Um, so he couldn't. People couldn't hum along to his tunes mm-hmm. because there's not like in some musicals you get like a chorus. Mm-hmm. You don't get really choruses in his shows. Um, not really at all. Um, but he had a way with words that, you know, I'm just like, how and why? Like mm-hmm. in Into the Woods when... Um, the whole Jack sequence when he's talking to his mother. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he's, she, she's like, look at her. There are bugs on her. Excuse me. There are bugs on her dugs. There are flies in her eyes. There's a rump. Uh, um, sorry. Hump. There's a lump on her hump big enough to be a rump. No. There's a lump on her rump big enough to be a hump. And then he's like, but and she's like, son. We have no time to sit and dither while her withers wither with her. He used the same word three times, three different ways. Wither, wither, with her. Who who in their right mind would come up with that? No one. Mm-hmm. And like, 
like I'm a writer by heart. So like the way that he puts words together, I'm just like, there's no way that I would have been able to do that. Oh, some people are good at their craft. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently not. <laughs> um, you know, like Steve, Stephen King and um, Cormac McCarthy, McCartney, McAfee. Um, you know, they, those are the two authors that I have read to where, cause I love two word sentences. They came out with two, these two word sentences, blood flu. That's all you need. That's all you need in that sentence. Cause you know, visually what that blood is doing mm -hmm. to me. That's what Stephen Sondheim does. Mm -hmm. He can, he can take a, a single sentence and make a story with it, mm -hmm. but also he didn't write for singers mm -hmm. at all. Like, that's the reason why there's, like, like Andrew Lloyd Webber mm -hmm. made for singers. Mm -hmm. Stephen Sondheim, no. He was more focused on character mm -hmm. and acting. Because people there aren't there to see, you know, singers. They're see, there to see actors mm -hmm. uh, portraying this, this level of emotion that, you know, brought them so forth to the part where they had to sing to expel that emotion mm -hmm. and uh i was reading somewhere through all the tributes towards sondheim where i can't remember if it was like patty lapone or or someone that wasn't actually even a famous actress mm -hmm. said that he is the only male writer that knew how to write middle-aged women mm -hmm. and you know that that shows so much like he was so in tune with people like i think that he was such an empath that he could just do all that mm -hmm. and then make a show out of it so yeah that's that's why i connected with him is because he could see people and know what they were feeling mm -hmm. and then express that into words so yeah that's why I love Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. So. We're going to grab our glasses. <laughs> I'd like to propose a toast. Oh. Does anyone still wear a hat? <laughs> After all. It was just a hat? It was just a hat? <laughs> now he's dead. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen Sondheim, for the words that you've given me through your work and art and craft. Here's to Stephen Sondheim. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to On the Way to the Forum. Until next time, I'm Ethan. I'm Javier. And we will... See you eventually. Maybe. <laughs> we'll go with it.